Um, okay, I gotta find a good question that we can intro this with. Um, maybe just this. <laughs> what are you laughing about already? Maybe just this. <laughs> I don't know. That's the way you said it. I'm ready. Did you guys think that Voldemort was going to rise again so early? No. No. Where did you think he was going to rise again? Did you think he was ever going to actually come back? Yeah, because how is it some of books? Yeah. <laughs> but I thought maybe the end of this book, which I guess we're towards the end. Yeah. So maybe we're not that far off. But I, I actually, know. I also thought maybe it would lead, like, lean into it on the end of this book, like set it up for him to rise again in the fifth book. What did yeah. you think? No, that makes sense. And I thought it was going to be more gradual too. Like I thought maybe there was going to be a book's worth of fighting his gradual rise to power. Mm -hmm. Like I almost thought like if he rises to power, we're doomed. So we have to prevent him from rising to power. I thought that mm -hmm. was going to be the dynamic. So then it feels like after chapter 31, I'm like, wait, did he just, is he back now? And I started thinking that the mark or whatever was visible on Karkarov and Snape's arm was an indication of his power directly. We talked about it a little last time. So they were thinking like, you're seeing this, right? Like our tattoos are glowing green, um, like whatever it is. I don't know, like something in their arm is indicating Voldemort's rise to power. But I thought we were going to see that for a long time, slow and steady. And again, this is your theory that they have tattoos. We don't know it's yeah, tattoos yet. I I, we literally say, have no idea. But I just want to say that for people something. in the chat too. Anybody, anybody watching this, Danny and Jen have the theory that they have the dark mark tattooed on their forearm. And actually, when I first read it, I thought it was something um, not like cool, like a tattoo, but like a disease, hmm. like uh, like Leprosy? it was like boils that were like <laughs> growing. Um, but maybe evil people are into boils. It's I don't getting know. stronger every day. Your boils. That'd be awful. <laughs> like poison oh, ivy just spreads. That would be maniacal. I feel like Voldemort would do something like that. Inflict his followers with some kind of plague that if they desert him further, then uh, it gets Ooh, yeah, more and more yeah, yeah. boily. Oh, man. His, when he, whenever he ascends in power, they get sicker and sicker. I just don't get how he has a following. And he just like went from shriveled uh, worm human to like full size man. <laughs> yeah. Snake man. Worm and human. I, well, it actually makes sense. Worm to snake. But um, <laughs> it just, it felt so quick. I thought it was going to be slow. I know. It's one short chapter and boom. <laughs> we got it. Someone on chat said magical herpes. <laughs> 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 that is gross. <laughs> um, Jen, you said you don't know why he has followers. I mean, that's in everything, right? With an evil yeah. leader. But I just don't get what what are they benefit? I don't... I mean, Wormtail is losing every limb. <laughs> so... Yeah. And what is he gaining? I don't know. And so I'm like, what are, are they... I just don't get what they're gaining power but it doesn't seem like it's power for everyone it's just voldemort yeah so it's like they're sacrificing everything for him to do what that's an interesting idea i think more meta i think when someone rises to power that is that strong it's so terrifying i think you see this in wormtail's reaction the entire time he is absolutely terrified of what he's doing like you see in his his reactions like he doesn't really look like he wants to be there like when he's about to take his own hand off, he's like stuttering and he is 
absolutely terrified of Voldemort the entire time. <laughs> but I think he is so attracted to his power because I think in their mind, the outcome is if Voldemort wins this, then I'm in his corner, even though it's not great. I at least have some benefit. Mm. <laughs> but if he loses, then... Then what? Then you're free. Yeah, but they don't think he's going to lose. Well, he's a freaking little shriveled up baby that you could just like punch That's and true. like drop just kick and like send him away. Yeah. <laughs> Although he has some kind of power even as a little such a shriveled up infant. That's a great meta question. Why do people follow corrupt, um, disgusting rulers? Yeah. I don't know. Is it, it, some, is it like an acceptance? Maybe, yeah. Like maybe they haven't been accepted anywhere and they're yeah. like, even though he's terrified, mm. it's like. But Wormtail had friends. He had pad, like all. Oh, like yeah. when he like turned on of, them originally, you mean? Yeah. Kind okay. of like you said, the power yeah. is so like attractive to him. And and Wormtail had friends. That was a frustrating thing about his whole demise. Yeah. It was between him. It was between friends and who can protect him. At one point, um, Remus. From what? bullies anything like that i think his main motivation is he needs someone to protect him it doesn't matter how f- afraid he is doesn't matter about any of his other hands or fingers or anything like that that's insane i know which is like a terrifying motive i think he just wants protection he just wants to be alive but he's not, not thriving does but. he really want to be alive <laughs> at this great, rate he's great afraid point. of everything mm, though what kind of life is that you're afraid like fearful Everything you do is gonna be wrong. Mm. Oh, I feel like insecurity plays into it. I don't know. My, I'm trying to like dive deep into it, but insecurity oh, causes well, people I... to do weird things. Mm. You know, it's like they'll just latch onto anything. Mm. So, I mean, he's like the extreme. I feel like wormtail. It also still feels like such a basic view of like good and evil because we don't know Voldemort's motivation really yet so i'm like but so far we haven't suggested the idea that they think voldemort is actually right in this it's like for a desire of power or whatever else but like does wormtail think voldemort is doing the right thing you know like i don't know what it is like a twisted sense of morality or not liking muggles or thinking they want to overthrow the ministry of magic or like like do they think of themselves as the good guys they're restoring balance they're overthrowing evil and they just view everyone we view as good as being evil i don't know because we don't know their motivation yet Mm. um but it's weird i can't really understand any of the evil people's motives yet yeah and i don't i i mean i think they know he's evil they think he's evil but there's something that power like power just has an attraction to it i think Mm. that people don't realize the full grasp of it doesn't matter necessarily like how good or bad the person is but if there is a powerful individual like i remember um one of uh one of our friends yeah you guys just went to dinner over their house uh german we have a german friend and i was talking to her once and she was like there's a common understanding in germany of the just like the leader hitler was he was a terrifying leader. He was not a good leader um, in any... Actually, he was a great leader, but he was not a good leader for the right things. But just like the power that he had, like his speeches, how he would rally people around him, it was like in a bad way, a unifying thing. And I think mm. the same is true for Voldemort. There's a 
propaganda. weird comparison with those two things. What? Sorry, <laughs> uh, when you propaganda. propaganda. Yeah, propaganda. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, yeah. Um, and just the idea of a powerful individual who speaks, and even if they say like one or two things remotely similar to what you want, you're like, you latch on to that, and you're like, mm. I want that, you know. Yeah, I guess they do call him the Dark Lord, so mm. they're they're not thinking of him as being good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and their names Power. are Death Eaters too, which we talked about. If we like yeah. that. Yeah. We'll talk about this as we go on. But welcome mm. to the podcast. I'm John. <laughs> That's Jen. Jen. I'm Danny. And I'm Kristen. <laughs> you want to redo that, Jen? And this is Harry Potter and the First Time Readers. <laughs> this time, Jen was eating. <laughs> say thank you for all the ratings and reviews we're getting some really good stuff we're also getting um, our reddit community a little bit bigger but go join us on reddit that's the most fun thing about this podcast i'm telling you if you're like a reddit skeptic and you don't want to go on there just go on there just for this specific thread because we're just talking about all sorts of things about the podcast and every once in a while there's lulls in the conversation but um it is one of my favorite things about this whole entire whole entire podcast just the forums that we we have and uh just the community involvement in this podcast i feel like it's unique for a lot of different podcasts that i've listened to and i love live streaming the podcast so we can get all your guys takes on things and you guys can ask live questions it's one of the most fun things for me so thank you so much for all your involvement also again go check out our subreddit go check out our website first time readers go check out all the other stuff that we have we have a patreon we have a youtube channel um but enjoy these chapters chapters 31 to 32 of harry potter and the goblet of fire we can redo that we got to do one take where like i we just do like 10 back to back so i have those i could like filter those in anytime yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Damn, i'm surprised we're having him Remember the first podcast where you just kept going, I'm Jen. <laughs> I was re-listening to that a few weeks ago. And that made me laugh so hard. Whoa. Yep. I do remember that now. I forgot. Though. That's great. You um, some good moments. Yeah, there's great moments on this pod. And more to go. All right. Whenever, for you guys listening on the live stream too, whenever you guys have interesting questions or anything like that, throw them in chat. I'll uh, try to ask ask our trio over here <laughs> ask our quad or quint right now right nice. uh, any good questions that you guys have as well but we are on to chapter 31 the third task what's the summary of the third task the third task happens Kristen <laughs> <laughs> did oh not God. write her summaries down so she's going on the real short ones right now <laughs> gave me the look of death and said the third task happens john shut up <laughs> And so this chapter ends right when they touch the cup, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, so the yeah, when Harry and Cedric both grab the handle. Yep. Oh, and then it goes, do they know it was a port key? Yeah, they didn't. So we are oh, yeah, great uh question, Zach. I can't wait to ask that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting so excited, guys. I love this. I was thinking about that when I was driving here the other day, or driving here uh, today. I was like, I can't wait. It's going to be so good. I can't well, tell. I like cannot room. tell <laughs> that he's excited one bit. <laughs> I love this book so much. Okay, so we are on uh, the third task. It's like the preparation before the third task, and then the third task hits. They go through all this kind of stuff. 
uh, really beautiful moments in this chapter and these chapters mm. really interesting moments i'm curious what you guys thought of all the third task stuff so let's jump into it um there is a line that ha- that says this to open up they're they're kind of just like chilling they're practicing their spells they're practicing hexing things and all that and then all of a sudden um hermione looks out the window and sees something and here and harry and hermione went to see Malfoy, Crabbe, and Goyle were standing in the shadow of a tree below. Crabbe and Goyle seemed to be keeping a lookout. Both were look, uh, both were smirking. Malfoy was holding his hands up to his mouth and speaking into it. He looks like he's using a walkie-talkie, said Harry curiously. What are these three doing? Why was this in the chapter? Why was this in the chapter at all? It's fiendish. <laughs> well, what are they well doing? I can't figure out all the specifics, um, obviously, because we have nothing really, but... Is he beatboxing? <laughs> yeah, he's sitting in the corner. Crab and Goyle are just um, <laughs> There is uh, his crew. Um, I'm thinking he's either talking directly to Rita or using the same mechanism that Rita is using to find things. Like the first thing I pictured when I saw this was, I don't know if you've ever seen these on like old school playgrounds where they've got like those weird horn looking things that you mm. speak into and some kid on the other side of the playground can hear it because it's just a big pipe that mm. goes around somewhere. I pictured that, but the magic version. So like if Malfoy is whispering into something like either his hand or by the tree, like whispering into part of the tree, I feel like it's either a little like connecting the trees together, which maybe I had in my head because of the whole bush thing that um, was right next to Hagrid and Madame Maxime, um, (laughs) because we know Rita heard that and we were right there with Harry and Ron. So I'm like, somehow... Rita was in that moment as well, either through um, magical walkie-talkie bush <laughs> or something else that she could put a little little spell on and turn it into a kind of, uh, like we said, a listening device, a bug. Um, but the fact that Malfoy is participating in it, did he just accidentally discover it? Or did Rita tell him like, hey, when you got updates for me, go to this magic tree and tell me what's up. Mm. What did you think, Jen? Did it look suspicious to you? Yeah, I just can't figure it out still, though. It's similar to what you're saying, I think. But I don't know. <laughs> we keep getting questions in the chat. Like, you're making me laugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> these are such good questions. I cannot wait to ask all these. <laughs> like, ask them now? No, like, no, this recording? Yeah, yeah. Ask them during this podcast. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A lot of these I, I had as questions, but, like, just people coming up with this stuff makes me laugh. Um there's another moment in these chapters as well where uh hermione runs off because she feels like she's discovered how rita is doing Mm. all this Mm. why is there any clues in the text at that moment that Hmm. you feel like are indications of how rita is listening to them what i would love to know what page that is because i remember listening to it over trying to see because I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> I knew I you were going to ask that. I was just trying to shut you up. <laughs> That's still one of my favorite shorts. When I was asking why you read this and you were just like, you kept bugging me and I just wanted to shut you up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of true, right? Mm, yep. Um. Oh, wait. Wait. When Hermione realized that, that was after they read the most recent article, Harry Potter Disturbed Disturbed and Dangerous, right? Mm -hmm. So, right there, my thought was, 
for this book, I've been suspicious of fire. So my thought was as soon as they walked into Trelawney's class, she had a fire blazing. And I thought, that's suspicious. Anything that happens in that class, um, even the fireplace with flu powder, we know you can travel nearby. Mm. So Rita might have a way of just like going by quickly, omnioculars through the thing, slow mm. down time. We know they can do that. She would at least be able to get the visuals, maybe even audio. I don't know how omnioculars work. <laughs> um, but also we saw it was, um, that was Bagman in the fire, right? At the beginning, talking to the Weasleys yeah. um, when he said Moody was in trouble. So if fires can be used as telephones and Sirius was talking to um, Harry, do you always know when someone's on the end of the line? Or can Rita just be sitting there chilling, listening in? Or maybe yeah, Trelawney's in on it. I in the f- by the bench outside. Yeah, we don't know that part. And that could have been a separate thing. Or maybe there was a fire out there that they just, hmm, maybe it even was mentioned. And does it only work with fires in fireplaces, oh, like part the of the page. flu network? Or what about torches or anything else? Oh, man. But there were torches lit I'm in Snape's thinking. office, too. Torches. Now I'm getting suspicious of the whole castle. Hmm. Every torch could be a yeah, possible yeah, fire. <laughs> could be potentially bad. I mean... Is there any kind of magic that you can turn? I mean, we like the ghosts, they can control some certain elements. Is there any kind of magic that you can turn into fire, wind, air? or The elements? Earth, like the elements, yeah. Because hmm. in like the uh, chapter where he falls asleep, the dream, he feels a breeze on his face or the back of his neck or something like that. That's kind of what woos him to sleep. Ooh, hmm. interesting. Do you think there's there's magic that you can turn into the elements? Because there's fires, all that, all that kind of stuff. Earth, maybe maybe Rita Skeeter was in the dirt, <laughs> in the dirt, hiding in the dirt. Um, maybe. Oh, that's so well, tricky. Because you kind of are turning into the fire if your face is in a fireplace and you can eat toast through it. <laughs> like that feels like something, maybe. <laughs> but are you turning into fire? I don't know. I don't know how that works. Hmm. Well, because it's on page 614 where Hermione, the exact question you were like asking, it's like her thing was, I've had an idea, Hermione said, gazing into space. I think Mm -hmm. I know. Did you read this already? No. Yeah. Were you going to? And I'm taking it. (laughs) No, read it. Read it. Read it. Read it. Because then no one would be able to see even Moody. So then I was like, okay, Moody can see through like everything. So like. Could she have turned into something else? Which is what we're saying. But then I was thinking, could she also have like a messenger animal, like a bird that like picks up this information and like brings it back? Mm. Yeah, right. Because only reason I'm saying that is because then later on, um, and and she'd been able to get into the window. Oh, sorry. Even Moody. And she'd have been able to get onto the window ledge. But she's not allowed. She's definitely not allowed. I think we've got her. Just give me a few seconds in the library. So when I read the the window ledge, it made me think of like something flying or... <laughs> Rita Skeeter has been listening to our podcast. And Kristen saying that she'd be a fly on the wall. <laughs> she's sending <laughs> up flies into classrooms <laughs> and into oh bushes and everything goodness. like that. <laughs> it would be the perfect thing as 
Yeah. I am sorry we keep arming Never live that. it down. We will never let you live that down. <laughs> I mean, it would be the perfect thing for a report. Well, it keeps yeah. coming up, so it's actually probably the best thing <laughs> to turn into. Hmm. So Hermione is saying she'd have been able to get onto the window ledge. So whatever Hermione thinks hmm. is something that would allow Rita to get onto the ledge really could be an animagus. But maybe the reason Hermione is saying we would get her for it is because Hermione might have looked at the list of registered animagus, animag guy, oh. and maybe Rita's not on it. But that seems like a bit is of a Is she around the same age as like Harry's dad would have been? And Sirius Black. Maybe a little bit older because she was in the trial um, being a reporter. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. she was a little bit older than all of them. Maybe she was up actually about their age because... She was super young, yeah. though, right? Because I, I, I always think of these characters as being older. I think Karkarov was kind of the same age as Snape here. So they're probably like mid-30s because we have talked about that. They're not oh, 40s. Right, they're like mid-30s. Right. So I'm sure she's probably like mid-30s, too. Maybe she was just kicking off her journalism career. Um, the way Mrs. Weasley talks about Rita makes me think they uh, almost knew each other or have crossed paths, not just familiar through journalism. Yeah. There, I'm telling you, Rita and Mr. Weasley had a past. Oh, nice. That's why there's wow. some bitterness there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, I'll say this. Mrs. Weasley kind of uh, yeah. was not being consistent. I know. Because first she says, who was she talking to? Mm -hmm. She said, how dare you? Like, was that Bagman or no, someone else? She said, why are you listening to what Rita has yeah. to say? You know, she always like stirs up drama. But then she believed Rita herself when Rita was talking about her yeah. mind. Yeah. I know. Unfair. Is she jealous for Ron? Well, that's what I was she, thinking. A protective I was like, she uh, might see mom. Her son. Yeah, yeah. Ron mm. is like in his room, like writing Hermione's name and hearts and everything like that. And then Mrs. Weasley all of a sudden happens across and he goes, "Oh, Ron loves Hermione." And then he's she's he's, she's really protective of him in some way. Cute little things. <laughs> um, why does uh, Hermione though say she's not allowed? Whatever she she's doing allowed. is not allowed. No, I thought she wasn't allowed on the, the property. Grounds, right? yeah. yeah, the school grounds. Okay. Oh, is that what you think? Oh, okay. I was thinking Ray something worse that. than that. Um, but she's not allowed. She's definitely not allowed. That oh, you're think thinking it's more. like oh. that she's not like documented as an animagus is what you're saying. Right, like something, something that like would violate serious? like ministry rules, mm -hmm. not like Dumbledore's rules um, or like guidelines, but something illegal mm -hmm. is what I was thinking. I also, maybe I'm just scarred from the last time Hermione went to the library to figure out things and got petrified. Um, if you come up with a good theory and you're sure enough to go running off to the library, just like verbalize it real quick yeah. before you run off <laughs> because like the communications i'm like yeah like you're right here it's cool but just like just say it yeah. say i might be wrong but i'm about to go to the library to research this this and this yeah. if i'm petrified for the next three months maybe do yeah. a little digging in this area you know like it's like the second book has not taught her anything <laughs> yeah like when you come up with a theory just just get it out there yeah. in the world yep I am kind of like her, though. I want to, like, figure things out in my head before yeah, I explain before come them. Back. Right. But mm. she's had this happen where she's been petrified. So she's like, before I maybe go be petrified, mm. let me work this out. She doesn't like to be wrong, though. Yeah. So it would, it would like, be hard for her to put something out there if she yeah. was only 70% sure. I feel like this was almost her way of doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. It's like jumbled <laughs> thoughts. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to the library. <laughs> I'll be mm. back. Um, 
um, Rowling is incredible at foreshadowing and people are mentioning that on the chat too. Um, do you think that she has foreshadowed how Rita is actually doing this in the books? Probably if you're saying it. <laughs> I think. Jen reads into everything now. <laughs> Why are you saying Jen is this? not only dissecting the book, she's dissecting everything that I say. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you turn me into this, okay? It's your fault. <laughs> well, I think she's foreshadowed little things, but I don't think all of the instances where Rita found info because we know the thing with um, Hagrid and um, Madame Maxime and then we know uh, a couple things between Harry, Hermione, um, Malfoy mm -hmm. and then we know the thing with Karkarov and Hermione asking her to go back to Bulgaria with him, things like that. But we weren't there when he asked that to Hermione. So could there be foreshadowing about that? Um, so here are our, oh, and Harry up in the theories. divination class. So we've said invisibility cloak. She did foreshadow the invisibility cloak a few times. Obviously it's the actual invisibility cloak, right. but then we saw like Moody, he can see through invisibility cloaks. That was kind of mentioned in passing. Mm -hmm. Um, some people thought like the invisibility cloak was involved, but that was kind of debunked because Moody can't see, um, her. So that foreshadowing seems debunked, but what about like the theory of like elements? Has that been foreshadowed that anybody can turn into like an element, like a fire, like maybe the flu network or something like that? Only, yeah, maybe. only they're communicating through fire, but I don't think we've seen anything else along mm. lines of elements, have we? What about like uh, animals? If she can, can she control animals or can she become an animagus? And have you seen any animals that people can control in this book? A shark. She's becoming a shark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's true too. Even if she's not an animagus, she could temporarily become something. Yeah. Um, just like a transformation. Transfigure, yeah. Transfiguration, yeah. Um, but I thought you could only transfigure into one thing. No. No, uh, because animagus. You can only trans uh, only transform into one thing. But uh, transfiguration, so I think, McGonagall. Is, but it's just more short term. Yeah, McGonagall's an uh, animagus. She's oh. a registered animagus. Okay. Um, Harry, oh, or no, man. Sirius, James, Remus, uh, not Remus, and uh, Wormtail, they're unregistered Animagus. Huh. That we know of. Yeah. What if Rita got her hands on some canary creams and she's flying up as a canary <laughs> and the blackmail that Fred and George are doing is with Rita wow. to get her not to publish some information. Wow. Because oh, they're dealing in canary creams on the black market right now. Oh, canary creams are going at all-time prices <laughs> on the black market. These are great theories, guys. This is really interesting to me. Um, we Let's touch on a, a good note. We were mentioning... Even Mrs. Weasley, I think one of her worst moments in, in up till this point is when she believes Rita Skeeter and is cold with Hermione. Mm. But it is followed by one of her best, one of my favorite. Harry finishes breakfast in the in, uh, the emptying Great Hall. He saw Flora Delacour get up from the Ravenclaw table and join Cedric as he crossed to the side chamber and entered. Crumb slouched off to join them shortly after. Harry stayed where he was. He really didn't want to go into the chamber. He had no family. No family who would turn up to see him risk his life anyway. But just as he was getting up, thinking he might as well go up to the library and do a spot more hex research, the door of the side chamber opened and Cedric stuck his head out. And this is when <laughs> Mrs. Weasley surprises him with Bill, right? 
<laughs> Such a great moment. I yeah. love that moment so mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Um, but who before the Weasleys showed up oh. did you think was going to surprise Harry or be there for Harry? Did you think it was going to be the Dursleys? No. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Maybe serious, I thought. Oh, man. But I didn't he know how he was going to do it. Yeah. But we've got polyjuice options. We've got a, mm. he could literally just wear a mask. You know what I mean? Like yeah. muggle stuff. There's <laughs> got to be something like imagine because if, if Hermione can do something to her teeth to make them a certain kind of way. What if Sirius just did that to all of his features? Make a nose bigger, teeth smaller, cheeks gigantic, saggy jowls. All of a sudden, he looks like a different guy. <laughs> saggy jowls. Saggy jowls. A, what a choice. Or, maybe not the <laughs> or, I mean, you could even do something where, uh, like, Hagrid comes to see him, and he comes with Ooh, Fang yeah. and this other dog that he just found. You know, like, that, that could have been great. good strategy. I actually yeah. would have liked that. I really love the Weasleys and, like, how happy Mrs. Weasley was to surprise Harry. But I feel like yeah. Sirius could have been yeah. a great one, too, and come and dog yeah. for him and, like, surprise him. Yep. It's it would have been risky, risky yeah. uh, foolish almost, <laughs> but would have been worth it. I would have yeah. been down. And, well, I also don't really know how dangerous it is for Sirius right now. I don't find myself being that worried for him. Maybe because we know that Dumbledore is on his side. I'm kind of like, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Um, but obviously being there around all the ministry people, there's probably high security. Um, not wise, but uh, I don't know. So I just put in the chat too, Harry Potter and the saggy jowls. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot tell you how much I love when people contribute in chat like this. Oh my gosh, you guys are cracking me up. That's great. Um, um, so I did just read back in a previous chapter about when Hagrid and his lady were talking. Um, I'm gonna call her Eminem from now on. Eminem. So Eminem. when the, <laughs> That's great, I love that. When, uh, Eminem Crockpot. Yeah. When uh, when Haggard and Eminem were were talking about giant stuff, there was a fountain there. So as far as elements are concerned, that would be some elemental oh, okay. foreshadowing. Okay. Um, there would be the the water, and then we could get some fire with Trelawney. Um, maybe some some earth. With Hermione and uh, Crumb talking about going to Bul- Bulgaria, maybe. Hmm. But I, but again, we didn't actually witness that part. That yeah, was yeah, like yeah. that was somewhere else. But it could come back around where the foreshadowing would yeah. make sense. She could have snuck like small little elements like that in yeah. every single time when we feel like she's listening in. So mm-hmm. you got to go back and revisit all those now. Yep. Although for Hermione to think of that would be pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, Hermione is pretty impressive. Yeah. I was going to say, don't downplay yep. Hermione. Yeah, if anyone at <laughs> yep. Hogwarts can figure it out. How do you think Hermione would do in the tournament if she was in it? We've talked about Fred and George, and I feel like they would both be excellent at this, but do you think Hermione would actually be good? I think she'd be okay. Mm. I feel like she might crack under the pressure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm only picturing her finals last year. They got her. What was it? The, the Grindelo might have done it. Like no. she got distracted. Something happened. She didn't get distracted by the Grindelo. She got distracted by the Bogart. By the Bogart because it was McGonagall. It was McGonagall saying she got she less than got, perfect marks on right. her final. And so again, it's that mental game. Like, yeah. And she knew that Bogarts could potentially be there yes. or whatever. So like, yeah. When Harry saw the Bogart in the maze, he thought 
it was a Dementor. He was fighting it straight up for a second, saw it stumble, realized, and then fought it as if it was a Bogart. Mm. But in that case, maybe Hermione wouldn't have been ready for it and she would have faltered. She was under, was that, was that when she was taking all the classes oh, for the time turner she, was. Yeah. she yeah. was she was burnt out great point you're right that was I think she, it was too much and she was last cracking book. point i think she would have done well in the, like in especially because she would have actually prepared she would yeah. have solved yeah. the riddle much sooner she would have solved the egg within a day right 100 percent. Right. yeah right and speaking of preparing i don't know if the rules were ever stated but harry should have flown over the maze because yeah. at some point they brought him there while the hedges were small and they literally were like, it's going to be a maze. Yeah. Like, it felt like they were almost inviting them to, like, find a way to peek at the maze. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's magical. The maze doesn't have to actually be what it is. It could always warp and change and whatever. But at least try your best. Fly over in the evenings. Get a good look. Draw out a map. Come up with a plan. Um, I feel like they could have and were almost invited yeah, to seriously. do that. But they didn't. There was, like, an Who invitation invited to I think it was Bagman who brought them down to the, I know, that's, the Quidditch uh, field. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jen, do you think Hermione would be good in the Triwizard Tournament? Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> she would know every spell she needed in mm-hmm. like a second. And the riddle thing? Is that what you guys were talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I she do feel like uh, Ron is just a comedic relief of the group, but I feel like Harry and Hermione are such a good partnership. Like, if they do become yeah. horrors, remember in this chapter two, Ron is like, oh, we'll learn these I when we know. become horrors. Oh, together. Yeah. I like, feel bad for him. <laughs> makes my heart so happy. But I'm like, Ron, you got a ways to go, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if Harry and Hermione were like a partnership, like, Harry is undefeated against Voldemort and Hermione is the researcher. Yeah. They're good combo. They're mm-hmm. such a good combo. Yeah. Although, I still am thinking with Ron, he still took down that troll. I'm giving yeah. him credit for it. Yeah. Because he 100%. was young and he lifted that club up. Like, he got that spell down and he, he took that troll down. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for him, I think uh, Harry and Hermione would, would have been toast there. Maybe. It's hard to say. But yeah, seriously. I, I do have to give him some credit. Like, I'm trying to think of the actual instances with high pressure that we saw Hermione do her thing. Mm-hmm. Solving the riddle when trying to get to... Um, that was the chamber, right? Yeah. Um, no, that wasn't Chamber of Secrets because it was the first book. Yeah, but another chamber. One of the various Sorcerer's underground chambers. Stone. Yeah, where the Sorcerer's Stone was. Um, she solved that riddle. But like... Have we seen her do spells under pressure yet? I'm trying to picture that. I think the most that we've seen her do stuff under pressure, I think she would be incredible in the maze. Honestly, I think yeah. each of the three would do decent. Harry probably crush crushes the um, um, dragon. I don't know why, but I feel like Ron could have done well underwater. <laughs> hmm. I don't know why. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> and then I feel like Hermione would have destroyed the maze. I feel yes. like she would have went through the maze. Yep. That, especially that Sphinx. The Sphinx would have told her the riddle and she'd been like, oh, it was a spider. Duh. See ya. Um, hmm. And just like destroyed it. I think she would have been yep. so good at that. Um, what would attacking what a sphinx sphinx right is what she was what is a she's like gonna attack but she's got a woman's head mm-hmm. <laughs> like i was just trying to picture like what creature, yeah. you're gonna attack with your paws and then a human face is gonna yeah. eat him <laughs> so <laughs> it just was like huh. in 
in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, which J.K. Rowling has since published <laughs> by Newt Scamander. <laughs> she has listed, there is a listing of all the most dangerous creatures and there is a rating system. 1X is not dangerous at all, up to 5Xs. Like a dragon is 5Xs. Yeah. Um, a basilisk is 5Xs. And a sphinx I, sphinx, I believe, is 5Xs. It is a very Whoa. incredibly oh. dangerous creature. I think it might be four. If anybody knows that on the chat, I wonder, let me can know. Can I Google it to see what it actually looks like? A this sphinx? is dangerous, yeah. Jen. A sphinx is the uh, like in Egypt. Egypt. I, I need another picture. The one missing the nose. <laughs> hmm. I like that they gave them the option to walk away from the sphinx too. Like mm. if you don't know, you don't have to answer. You walk away, you're Pressure's good. Pressure's off, yeah. Uh, but maybe there was no other way to get through though. Mm. Like did Cedric find another way of getting through or did he also cross the sphinx i feel like he must have found another path yeah um so in these moments too when um they're in this little family chamber and all these people are happy and greeting each other floor is looking at who well, well. <laughs> do you ever think <laughs> that there's gonna be a romance there between i could floor do a floor bill romance you know hmm it's unexpected yeah her parents wouldn't approve but that's part of why she likes him <laughs> exactly exactly a little rebellion do you think that the weasleys would approve of floor i think mr weasley might <laughs> <laughs> no way he wouldn't because she's vila yeah, in the beginning yeah. at the quidditch world cup he was like don't be distracted you're right boys. he did say that he's only got eyes for he's, molly because him and molly were going youth. for walks at four in the morning four in the morning Walks is that yeah, a euphemism? Good, that's gracious. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever think uh, Bill and Floor would strike something up? Yeah, it's a little creepy now. Give it some time. But eventually, I creepy? Could, could be down. Yeah, she's like she's a little younger, sixteen or seventeen. Well, she has to be over than seven, over seventeen. Oh yeah, because right? okay. that's the age line. Of the... And I just don't know how long Bill's been out. He's the oldest, though, right? Yes. Bill and um, Charlie. Five. Didn't he say oh, something maybe... about being? It's Charlie's been five years. Yeah. yeah. So there's okay. at least a five-year age gap between them. Been there. So hmm. at that age, it's a little. <laughs> well, right. It's just <laughs> seventeen. Seventeen. Like Twenty-two. Yeah. Just. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but in another time. five years. Totally cool. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Just I'll even now. say by the end of book seven, like well, you know, then we'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, two years. We'll see about that. Oh, it's a little soon, but uh, <laughs> eh. throw a time turner in there. Well, it'll be fine. <laughs> what, are we going to age her? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. she was like crazy. Well, who was she on a date with for the ball thing? Roger Davies. Roger Davies. Oh, that's right. Got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so. like she dropped him. She was she was too good for Roger Davies. Mm. <laughs> Poor guy. Yep. Ay, ay, ay. And I don't even think Roger Davies was her first choice. I think she was Wasn't going for Crumb. Cedric? Hermione got Crumb. Oh, it was she Crumb? was going for Cedric, in my opinion. This is headcanon for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Cedric wanted Cho. She didn't want to go for Harry. Harry was a little child. Roger <laughs> Davies was her best option. Aren't they the same? They were in the same grade? I can't keep track. Yeah. yeah. Harry and him were the same grade? No. Harry and who? Whoever Roger she wants. Yeah. No, Roger Davies, I think, is a seventh year. Oh. Um, I don't think we get anything explicit. Do they show him in the movie? Um, they have yeah, to, right? Does, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hmm. They have to, yeah. This movie, we'll get into that. 
we there are a few people talking in uh, our chat too about about Ron and just how like the emotional support he brings for Harry and I think that's kind of true. Like we have dis- discounted him a little bit, but um, security blanket. Yeah, like there's the moment when Ron and Harry aren't talking and Harry is kind of in shambles and doesn't really know what to do. I feel like Ron is kind of the rock of this whole book. Um, hmm. Maybe in, here's another one. Yeah, if if any of the three were to um do you think that there would ever be a fight large enough that would separate this trio right now forever yeah like is hermione going to the dark side soon <laughs> who's <laughs> becomes most a likely death eater to the dark side i feel like hermione i don't know though what would be most likely to go to the dark side no Oh. <laughs> like Harry and her would be great and Ron I don't know I guess we have seen Ron but these past few mm-hmm. chapters has been Hermione and Harry like a lot and yeah. I'm like they're doing a good like duo do they really need Ron I feel like they would go to the dark side for different reasons Ron would go because that was your question no not really it was oh, like who, okay. would kind of, who would kind of like abandon the group if any if they did who would like oh, leave the group forever it. if there was ever a fight that was big enough um, but I guess the question kind of progressed into would they become death eaters <laughs> which is a more <laughs> I was like question. wow I really messed yeah. that question up <laughs> hmm. Hermione would leave for completely logical reasons Ron would leave for emotional reasons which is really funny because that usually hmm. like the men versus women debate, it's usually the opposite. People think women are more emotional. Men are more like sturdy and firm. And she, I love how she flipped it in this book. Like hmm. the logical smart character in this is Hermione. And it's great. <laughs> you all right, Jen? Yep. <laughs> I had a similar discussion about that. <laughs> um, any other notes before we jump into the first task? Um, I like that Harry has his uh, spell to make his wand point north, his compass. Yeah. So that's great. It's a great um, spell. It, there was a line about um, them not being prepared for dark arts or something because class wasn't always that good. Um, and they talked about hexes. So are hexes always part of like the dark arts? I'm a little confused about what a hex is compared to other things. Um, is it like just a dark spell or like a dark charm? Um. A hex to me, I don't know the exact difference, but I think it is like something that you put on another object or like thing attacking you or something like that. Okay. Like if you hex something, all the hexes seem like, like the north was a spell. It was just like a general spell. Right. It's not a hex. Yep. Hex is like, I am hexing you. It's a curse. Like the Um, I actually found something on Pinterest. It's, I don't know how accurate it is, but it says a hex is used to wish bad luck or ill intentions on the victim. Ill intentions. So it, it, it is I like. I don't know how accurate that is. Yeah, no, that would make sense. Like it, it very much is towards something with bad intentions. But if it's mm-hmm. for defensive purposes, then, mm-hmm. you know, we're not going to blame Harry for it. <laughs> you got to You got to do that. Um, I also, I like that um, Bill is friendly even with the paintings. Yeah. Like he remembered Sir Cadigan. Um, and the fat lady's friend is winking at him and stuff. I thought that was cool. <laughs> Bill is so good looking. He even gets the paintings. <laughs> <laughs> so strange. Hmm. With his long hair and his earrings, right? <laughs> That's him, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah the cool one. <laughs> the cool um, one. I thought it was weird that the ministry thought Mr. Crouch's letters might have been fraudulently written because I didn't know if that was possible. And if it is, who is fraudulently writing them? Maybe Rita with one of her uh, magic quills. What if it's the twins? <laughs> Whoa. They're writing as Crouch to Percy telling him what to do and stuff. The level of like prank that would be. That is so funny. <laughs> and they're blackmailing Percy right now? <laughs> what? what do the twins want from Percy then? They just want to Yeah. Oh. I don't think it's actually that, but I was like, how funny would that be? Yeah, you know, it's not like a real thought, but I can um, just see them having fun with it. And I also I like <laughs> I'm feeling sorry for uh, for Hagrid and Eminem. Mm. Heartbreak? Question yeah. mark? Red eyes at the table. I He's, want them to work out. I was out. like Eminem. I was gonna say you were. Oh, in the, you were in the bathroom. The John Maxine. Oh yes, now? everyone. I was in the bathroom. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was before. <laughs> Hmm. All right. So in they're into the first task now. Now there are people who are patrolling outside, um, and these four champions are put into the maze, and it's like guns a blazing right now. Harry doesn't encounter a lot of obstacles at first, but then he encounters a few. What is the first thing that he encounters? Do you remember? The first might have been the Bogart. Yeah, she thought it was a Dementor. No, yeah. wasn't there something before that? I'm trying to think if there was. Yeah. But I can't think of it. Uh, yeah, I thought it was the... It might have been. There was something before because it was back he, to back. He encountered the mist right after that. Was the mist before that? Because the mist one like flipped him upside down and he oh, just had to take right, a step. Right. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, And Cedric encountered the blast ended Scroot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Harry didn't yet. Yeah. <laughs> so Hagrid is breeding those specifically for the And I was maze. yeah, I was gonna say, did they come up with that later or did Hagrid know yeah. the whole time that that's what it was for? Yeah. I don't know. Great question. Because that was clever by Hagrid to try and give Harry some exposure to them and mm. teach him a few things. Yeah, I think the, the bog art was first. Yeah. Looks like it. The bog art was first? Mm -hmm. Well, there was a while where nothing was happening. I Remember know. Yeah, like so it, on page uh, 623, right in the middle, he does his ridiculous. Yeah. And then... Uh, and he goes into the mist. Yep, the golden mist right after that. Huh, ahead all, right. Yeah. all right. I thought there was something. <laughs> yeah. Trying to correct John is not... Don't mess with my Harry Potter <laughs> timeline knowledge. <laughs> it is memorized for life in there. Yes. No, I get things wrong all the time, but not often. <laughs> Not with Harry Potter, we'll say that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Could Harry have summoned his um, firebolt and then flown in? Because I think they uh, should have at least addressed why that wasn't an option here. I feel like I'm going to argue that with my whole dragon thing, where like you couldn't just summon, summon the, egg. the egg. I'm going to you. say no to that. Well, <laughs> I don't know if I said this you out guys loud. Fought me on that. But I'm fighting in that. my head, I'm oh, thinking you can only summon <laughs> objects that like are yours or like. Um, that you've touched before. What were you saying? <laughs> what? 
I'm just seeing Nothing. silent Sorry. laughter. <laughs> yeah, what is the silent laughter going on here? Every time. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like multitasking too with people in chat, so it's mm. like I can even... Sorry, Dan. I just see you guys um, laughing. No, I just, I just don't know if he can summon the fireball or the invisibility because it's his or his own wand if he drops it, but can he summon things he hasn't already like held in his hands or like are mm. his or like... In my head, I'm kind of thinking that, um, like you couldn't summon somebody else's wand. You would have to do the, uh, what do you make where wand goes like? Expelliarmus. There it is. First one we Flying. ever learned. Goodness gracious. Um, like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But then um, Mad-Eye Moody, well, I guess the map was in his possession. Because remember, he summoned the map. Yeah, you're right. But it was, was that summoning? kind of. And why didn't Harry summon anything when he was there, stuck in the stair? Yeah, I know. That was, that kind of annoys me. He learned it. Yeah. And I'm like, just summon the egg to you, close it up, summon your invisibility cloak. Yeah. But I guess in the terror of the moment, he couldn't do that because like... Yeah, and he was trying to be yeah. quiet too. Do you have to have your wand on you? Like, could he even reach his wand? Oh, yeah, it's true. I don't know if he could reach his wand at that He's moment. He's got to learn that... Uh, well, Point. Wagadu, Wait, do you... you would <laughs> he would have to be holding his wand to summon something though. Or can you just yeah. summon your wand into your hand and then do it? <laughs> No. I think Waggadoo students have to be able to do that. But they yeah. don't they do wandless magic, so they wouldn't even need a wand. They could just say, egg, yeah, get over here. Right. Summon things directly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, we're nerds. Just accept it. <laughs> um here's a just a side question for you guys. This is um this is a line that we have in the book. I'm reading from the book. He had been hurrying along the path for a few minutes when he heard something in the path running parallel to his own that made him stop dead. What are you doing? Yelled Cedric's voice. What the hell do you think mm. you're doing? And then Harry heard Crumb's voice. Crucio. First of all, is this the first bit of bad language that we get in the book? Was there anything before this? In the movies, we get arse. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was one other line, but I forget where it was. Really? Yeah, but well, it depends on what you consider bad, I think. Yeah. And British is a little different <laughs> yeah, yeah, than yeah, yeah. American, sure, too. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure, but I think there was at least one other. Oh, man, where was that? I think it might have even been this book. I don't when, remember, but it was one of the first, if not the first here. Yeah. When I played college soccer, um, we had an English guy on our team, and he was older than all of us. He was like 23, 24 when he was on the team, and all of us were like 19, 20, 21. And we used to just make fun of him, pretend like we're talking in a British accent. And our goalie was just messing around. They were like great friends and he was just messing around. And he just goes like, oh, you're a little like wanker over here. And our English friend stopped dead. And he goes, <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> like completely offended that he said that he was a little wanker. As a few people yeah. on our podcast right yeah. now are cringing in their homes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no like I remember we were doing warm-ups and he literally stopped dead and was like, you can't say that. But he would say <laughs> that nothing to us. Yeah, his accent, man. Matter. That's a silly <laughs> joke word. He would say stuff He's though, that wasn't a curse Dale for us. Too long. Yeah. He would say hell, yeah. He would say hell all the time and it was it was like man. bad for us, but it wasn't wasn't for him, so it was different. So I guess there is I guess the language little barrier. <laughs> We'll have to ask our British audience if we yeah, need to bleep exactly. that out. Yeah. <laughs> we some Netherlands people here. Is, is that a bad word in the Netherlands? <laughs> What's the comparison? Um, what do you think about Cedric or Crumb torturing Cedric? What is Crumb on about? Is Crumb evil? Sure seems like it. Mm -hmm. 
it's hard to see it any other way unless he's the polyjuice person at the moment. But I mean, this is pretty blatant. But you have your doubts. Hmm? Or do you think he is evil? No, I guess that from the beginning, remember? <laughs> no, <laughs> nice. that's what I'm saying. So this just confirms your theory. Your predictions like, yeah. are crushing. <laughs> hmm. But it feels but weird. But he's from Dermstrang, so I feel like they teach all this stuff mm. already. So maybe it's just like, com- I don't know, like easy to recall to win. Mm. But this feels way over the line for a lot of reasons. And and it doesn't he even make sense. He did it to Floor too, right? So he probably got Floor out. Yeah. Like we don't even really know what happened to her. Honestly, you, you could probably. be right. Yeah, because like, we heard her screaming. That was it. Mm-hmm. So then I'm wondering too then is he trying to get rid of everyone except Harry and him and then have Harry grab And then they the both go on the trip. cup at the same time. Mm. Yeah. To yeah. Is Crumb the most mm. devoted the Dark Lord's most devoted servant? Hmm. Uh, he was only like eight years old. No, he was even younger than that. He was like six. How did he become the most devoted at six years old when uh Voldemort fell the first time? Unless Could he be related? Ooh. But Bulgaria is nah. close to Albania. It he is. could have flown over there halfway over there. through a practice, resurrected him real quick, hmm. caused a lot of ruckus. Crumb kind of, a lot of the disorder in this book follows Crumb. Maybe that's why he called, caught the snitch. Mm. Mm. The timing of everything. Yeah, I remember you were saying that. Remember we couldn't figure out why. Why he would do it. But if it was because he had a place to go to send up a dark mark. Hmm. Or is he just being incredibly competitive here? I know that's hard uh, for me. Maybe oh, the only re- it feels like it wouldn't be because aren't there better spells than mm-hmm. this? Yeah. You could petrify someone or just freeze them in place or like I don't know, do anything else to like make their legs not work. You know, you could do a lot of things to somebody, um, but to torture them. And even when Wormtail was being tortured, it feels like the torture is really, really painful. And then when it's over, you can just stand up and move on if you haven't gone crazy already. Um, So then torturing him here would just waste time. If he Mm -hmm. wanted to get Cedric out, he wouldn't torture him. He would either kill him or petrify him or do something else. But to torture feels uh, really intense, too far. Hmm. I don't know. It doesn't feel like a good strategy. It feels like there would have to be bitterness there. Yeah. But why? Hmm. Yeah, Crumb's interesting. Maybe we'll figure this out as we go on. <laughs> um, I hope I get answers. <laughs> which uh, which task would you guys get tripped up on? I wouldn't like any of them. <laughs> I don't want to be by myself in a maze in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> like that sounds horrible and then I'm you like, add all these creatures <laughs> oh my in the bathroom <laughs> yeah in the bathroom you're amazed in the bathroom oh <laughs> um but so what oh, are yeah, the trials you're by yourself that makes yeah, sense exactly what are the trials that Harry has to do the the uh bogger yeah the the mist the blast ends through he kind of has to avoid the riddle yeah the riddle here with the sphinx um, the spider, which that thing got the best of me. Oh yeah. yeah. Which one would trip you guys up? Which one would you actually like? None. You mean just within the maze, or of all of the? Just things? within the maze. Oh. Hmm. Even of all of them, the blast end screw was one. We'll throw that in there. 
Yeah. But you want, what would you like to do? I don't think any of them are great at all. Well, I think the riddle in theory sounds like something I would I like. Yeah, but I couldn't out. figure it out at so all. I, really? I was like, because yeah. you, you guys for sure pause right there and try oh, to figure yes. it out. Well, I was like, well, the last, I figured out the second one. So I was like, the middle of the word is D. Oh, that's And then I was me. like, oh, it <laughs> ends with um. Or what? Yep. Because I was, when you I can't said, think of uh, something. Or um. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, this couldn't that's the American version. I guess maybe. Hmm. British say, but Earth. in the in the books, whenever someone's thinking, she always spells it E R. True. Er, but I never saw like it's like always uh, um or uh like U H. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's why that threw me off. Spider. And I would never have gotten spy either. I, yeah, I, couldn't I thought it was going to be something one. that had come up in the books before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think spy has been mentioned before. So I was like, oh, I never would have gotten that. And then, I mean, she kind of throws you off, too, because as soon as they say who is an animal that you want to want to kiss, you think with Harry the Dementor. Dementor. Yep. You're like, obviously, <laughs> you don't, don't want to kiss a Dementor. So that's yeah. your first thought. And then you're trying to piece that together in the thing. You're like, how does this make sense of the other clues that she gave? It doesn't at all. Mm. Yeah, it tripped me up. I didn't. Couldn't figure it out. I was yep. like, well, I'd be attacked. <laughs> yeah. Or just silently walk away. Um, at some point, Harry went through a hedge. And it, it mm-hmm. felt like if you can go through hedges in this, he should have just learned some hedge trimming spells yeah. from the very beginning. Because I'm like, what, the thing stopping you is bushes? Like, I feel like there's got to be some spells you can get through a bush. Accio like hedge trimmers. Yeah, right? Like, carve your way through and just straight path. Yeah. Um, it felt like the compass wouldn't have necessarily helped. Could have even hurt him if he keeps trying to go directionally yeah. towards the, you know, the cup. You need a Jack Sparrow compass there. Right, so you right. you truly want. Because, like, it just felt but weird where I'm like... pointing at show and he's like, no, 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 I want the cup, and I want the cup. outside of it. <laughs> Every, like, five minutes, Harry Pot goes out. Not again. And Joe was like, get back in, get back in. He's like, Um, how did you think uh, Dumbledore convinced a Sphinx to be in this tournament? Because like the boss and screw is probably a creature of lesser intelligence. You just kind of throw it in there. The spider, maybe the same thing, but a blast or but a uh, a Sphinx. Hmm. Do you think that um Dumbledore had to convince this Sphinx to be part of this task? I think Bill brought it. Oh, he's a curse breaker in Egypt. Yep, I think that's why Dumbledore is like, hey, Bill, are you friends with anyone down there? Bring a Sphinx with you. We'll make it work. Headcanon. Just instantly became headcanon for me. <laughs> I love that because Bill is in these chapters. And huh. I'm just assuming a Sphinx would have to come from Egypt. Mm. They were, you know, worshipping Sphinxes back in the day. The but Sphinxes have fangs. Do the women have fangs? That's in what them? I was wondering before. Yeah. Because when you said it, what is she like with a human face? <laughs> I know. That's what yeah. I was just like. But I feel like if Dumbledore asks for a favor, usually people are willing to... Mm. Mm. Kind of like your sister-in-law. <laughs> no one can say yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. My <laughs> sister-in-law is so sweet and so kind. She asks you to do something. It doesn't matter what it is. You're like, yes, I will do that. <laughs> yeah, she's great. Um, looking through some other questions that people are writing here. Crumb risked a life sentence in Azkaban. But he didn't it think doesn't make no sense. one would hear him. Well. But then, Whatever like, he was willing to do is worth it to him, I guess. I, I guess. Know. It seems crazy. Maybe he's so disturbed that he lost the Quidditch World Cup, he would do anything <laughs> and anything to win this one. 
But it also seemed like Kakara put a lot of pressure on him, right? Because yeah. they were like all, mm. he's like worshiping Crumb. Do you think that it's possible that Karkarov is forcing him to do this stuff? Whether just like commanding him to do this stuff or even possibly like using the other unforgivable curse that we learned. Like Imperius uh, making him do it. Making yeah. him do it. Do you think that? But here's here's another thing that I think is really interesting. When Harry goes into the maze, he can't hear anything. It's like all things, all noises close out. Oh, I feel yeah. like that's why he can't do the Asio curse um, because, or a spell. I feel like there's some kind of barrier there. Do you mm. feel like that would be a barrier for Crumb? For what someone does Asio mean him? again? Huh? What was that spell? What? Asio? Uh, Accio. A- Sorry. Whatever. Asio. It sounded like Asio. I know. <laughs> it's a whole different spell. <laughs> <Not the best. laughs> well, we know where his mind is always on the butt. So. <laughs> oh, gosh. No. Not again. <laughs> um, Got to bring it back. Everybody. But do you think, <laughs> uh, do you think um, Crumb could be in period right now? Yeah. Maybe. You but think? isn't there like a range? Wait, you didn't answer my question. What does it mean? Oh, yeah. Accio? That's summoning. Oh, sorry. Thank you. That's all. <laughs> I'm not the super nerd yet. <laughs> yeah, that would that would make sense though. He couldn't summon things because of that. Could someone control him while he's in the maze? Why couldn't you? Like before, like before the whistle went off, can't you just do it? They're all waiting back there. Mm-hmm. Anybody in the crowd could do it at that point. Hmm. That's actually crazy because then anyone could be yeah yeah messing with all of them it's the same thing in like the in the um quidditch world cup there has to be some kind of like spell blocker because there's literally hundred thousand wizards there right all with their wands so they wouldn't have that but they didn't mention it here yeah in the maze yeah i mean this is maybe of a lesser extent than the quidditch world cup so they probably don't have that protection in (laughs) so i guess you're looking at this audience and you're going any one of these people could possibly put a curse on him but again maybe this is really just crumb wanting this and desiring this maybe he's really the dark lord's most devoted servant um you don't quite know yet do you need line of sight for an imperious because i always assumed you had to be kind of close by we also don't know how the crowd is watching this either Mm. Hmm. you don't yeah we don't know those things yet i guess the crowd um, can't be watching are they watching someone curse somebody (laughs) else that would be nuts yeah that's the other thing so this is another reason uh, why uh i don't the, you can't watch the second task. You can't watch the third task either. Right, right. But th- there's no screens like <laughs> there's video gotta recording. Be, right? I'm thinking they're sitting in the stadium and there's just like screens showing everything that's going on. Hmm. Kind of like yeah. the Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of exactly what I thought. Right. Like the little screen that goes up. <clears throat> but my, if that is happening, then, and no one's actually stepping up and stopping them, then this is insane. But then isn't yeah. like Dumbledore, McGonagall, and whoever else in the maze with them? They're patrolling in the outskirts of the maze. Right. So, so Dumbledore is not, but McGonagall, um, Flitwick, Moody. I think Snape was patrolling the outside too. How would Moody miss that? I know. Unless Moody was the one doing it. Um, Crouch Moody. <laughs> Crouch Moody. Huh. I also find it interesting. None of them were like following. I thought like they would tag team a wizard like um one of the champions and just follow them 
Yeah, like seriously, yeah. A Let few yards behind, but like watching the whole way because mm. that's what I don't understand. They're so afraid that something's going to happen to Harry because Voldemort is coming back to power and they're like, go in a maze and we can't see you. Yeah. And like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's insane. <laughs> right. Yep. So I was like, why aren't they following to make mm. sure? I mean, I guess regardless, the end was the end and no one can follow that. But. Yeah, that's 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 wild. Um, but you guys couldn't guess what the riddle was, right? Couldn't nope. guess what? Couldn't guess what the riddle was. I would have kept walking. Oh no. You would have you would have walked away? Yeah. Hmm. I wouldn't have tried at all. But I want to see it attack. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I'm just gonna guess wrong. Not me. I don't want to attack me. <laughs> You're like Cedric, come here. <laughs> no crumb. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> While he's like frozen. Does it bother you guys? This is a question that we got in the chat too. Does it bother you guys how bad Flora is at these tasks? Yes. <laughs> of course mm. it would bother me. <laughs> That's a qualm that a lot of people have of this. She does not seem very good at any of these tasks. The first one she does okay. Second one. You're questioning why she got 25 points in the first place. <laughs> and this one she's the first out. Hmm. Sorry. Sorry Flora. Sorry about that. But then um, Harry and Cedric. Rowling problem. Huh? J.K. Rowling problem. I know, I know. Why did she do that? Harry and Cedric now are kind of the two competing. And we get this line. Um, I was the only one who was thick enough to take that song seriously, said Harry bitterly. So throughout the cup. Just take the cup. No, said Cedric. He stepped over the spider's tangled legs to join Harry who stared at him. Cedric was serious. He was walking away from the sort of glory Hufflepuff house hadn't had in centuries. What do you guys think of Cedric? Very noble. Yep. Mm. I love him here. Um, this is jumping over to the next chapter, but we'll talk about it right here. Do you think he's actually dead? Nope. Yeah, I think so. I think so too. I mean, Ava, what is the spell? You got this, Jen. Nope, I'm not saying it. <laughs> I want the pro to say it. <laughs> Avada Kedavra. Yeah. Just like Abracadabra, but. It feels like that has I'll to be final. Because if it's not, then like nobody's ever really dead. It feels like anyone that Voldemort has killed in the past could be revived or like, yeah, it feels like it has to be a little bit final. But someone survived the killing curse before. You're right. Yeah, hmm. but they didn't actually die and come back. They just never <laughs> <Yeah>. died. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> but anything gotcha. is possible in the wizarding world. So I don't know. So if we assume he's dead here, this is a great last moment for him of just mm. absolute nobility. Um, and I, I love Harry and his interaction here of Harry coming to this realization of saying, let's take it together. And Cedric loves that. Cedric is all about that because yeah. he wants to make his father happy. He wants to make Hufflepuff ha house happy. He's getting a little bit of the glory here, which I think Cedric deserves. Karkarov would be so mad. Oh my gosh. This is like ultimate cheating. Yeah. <laughs> Two people from the same school. They go through the whole thing and then they both win. Yeah. Oh, goodness. So much corruption Bad. involved. Yep. So Does many investigations launched into this. Yep. <laughs> Any other notes on um, this chapter before we go to the next one? Nope, that's it for me. 
All right. What happens in the next? <laughs> in flesh, blood, and bone. Voldemort comes back. And there's yeah. killing and torturing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Harry and Cedric realize it was a port key. They're taken to the Riddle House at a graveyard. Cedric is killed. Wormtail lost either a hand or an arm. Yeah. And Voldemort yeah. is back. So here's um, just a, a section I'm going to read. It's a longer one, but squinting, squinting tensely through the darkness, they watch the figure drawing near, walking steadily toward them between the graves. Harry couldn't make out a face, but from the way, of, way it was walking and holding its arms, he could tell that it was carrying something. Whoever it was, he was short and wearing a hooded cloak pulled over his head to obscure his face. And several paces near, the gap between them closing all the time, Harry saw the thing in the person's arms look like a baby. Or was it merely a bundle of robes? From far away above his head, he heard a high, cold voice say, Kill the spare. A swishing noise and a second voice which screeched the words um, which screeched the words to the night of Vada Kedavra. A blast of green light blazed through Harry's eyelids, and he heard something heavy fall to the ground beside him. The pain in his scar reached such a pitch that he retched, um, and then it diminished. Terrified of what he was about to see, he opened his uh, stinging eyes. Cedric was lying spread eagle on the ground beside him. He was dead. Raise your coffee cups to Cedric. So he's not coming back. To Cedric. We raise our coffee cups to uh, uh, Scabbers. I do want to say that. When we thought Scabbers had died, I said, let's raise our cups to Scabbers. Sabotage, John. How could you do that to us? (laughs) To Cedric. Mm. Um, What is your favorite Cedric moment that happened? Sorry. (laughs) Let's do a little uh, memorial of him. He's just like a humble guy the whole time. I feel like he always mm-hmm. wanted to mm-hmm. do what was right. Yeah. Even when he felt bad about the snitch, right? When he caught it, he's yeah, like, if I had known, good. I would have like not caught it or stopped the game or whatever. Hey, he is a true Hogwarts champion. Mm-hmm. He deserved. Even though we think Fred and George would be great, Cedric deserved it. He had deeper character than I think even the twins had. Of nobility, of honor, of respect, of humility. I got so mad. I was like, you shouldn't have touched the cup with Harry. Just let Harry go. (laughs) Just let Harry die. Well, because they don't really want to kill him. I don't know what they want to do with him. Did you guys, uh, would you guys have a favorite Cedric moment? Same. Just this humility. Yeah, probably. Well, even at the very end, just choosing, it felt like he was choosing nobility over his father, wanting Harry to win. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, that's great. Like, because yeah. that felt like the ultimate choice. Instead of pleasing his father and getting the glory, he's choosing somebody else. Yeah. And it felt like, honestly, Cedric was maybe more worthy of it than Harry. Yeah. Yeah. So a big moment for Cedric. I feel yeah. like how he's kind of stood up to his father twice, too. Mm. Because was that in a, in this book or a different yeah. book? Yeah, at the beginning. In the beginning yeah. And yeah. then, uh, and then the again. family meeting. Yeah. Yep. Freaking yeah. Amos was being such a jerk. Because mm-hmm. if he really that. wanted to just please his father, he like, wouldn't have gone back yeah. at him. So like you're talking about yeah. honor and just being mm-hmm. 
awesome. <laughs> Good dude. Yeah, toward what is right. Did you guys expect Cedric was going to die? Nope. I thought Floor might have died. For a second, I thought it was fake when the screaming was there. Like it wasn't really her and it was a distraction for Harry. But then by the time the end was coming along, I was like, oh, she was the one. Because again, I couldn't shake that 13 out of table, whatever mm -hmm. thing. <laughs> I was like, yep, floor's done. Um, yeah. So then was that true? Well, we, we still don't know. And then even mm -hmm. Crumb, we don't know what happened to Crumb. But yeah. for a second, I thought, well, maybe it's Crumb. But then mm -hmm. I didn't think about Cedric. Sad. <laughs> Um, there is the line that I will always go back to in the first book that it's always the innocent that go first. Hmm. So it has been in this age and it is in ages past or whatever when the said centaur was selling this to Harry in the Forbidden Forest. And it's true here. In the the first few, uh, what it seems to be victims of Lord Voldemort are all the innocent. They are all just simply people who are in the wrong place at the wrong time. Bertha, Tom, Crouch's or, uh, son. What's a wait, wait? Who's the um keeper of keys? What was his name? I can't think of his name. Wait, the keeper of keys. Who was the the guy that was running the the Frank? Yeah, Frank. Frank yeah, yeah. Frank um Bryce. Frank Bryce. Frank Bryce is innocent. Now Cedric is innocent. Mm. We have innocent people who are dying before bad things seem to be happening. When they die, does he get more power? I don't think so. What do you think? Do you think that he gets more power? No, I'm asking you because you're the <laughs> you know everything. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. I guess I don't because we were talking about previous ones. Like, where did Voldemort go? What like what did he turn into? Like. Not that. I don't know where I'm going with that. Mm -hmm. Cause he just killed like three. Well, since he got to the Riddle House, he killed Frank, Cedric. Who's that? Oh, just those two during that time, right? Mm. Oh, he's the size of a baby. Yeah. The I gotta show you the illustrated. Version. Oh, I want to see gross. it. It is terrifying because I mean the book has the description. It's like scaly. Ew. It looks like a little demon. Ew. It is terrifying. A little baby demon, like, like the opposite of a cherub. Huh? Ugh, it's, it's terrifying. But then it's like, Ooh. how did he become the? Because what was he? He was on the back of someone's head, and yeah. then all of a sudden, he's a baby demon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> um, he was just using Quirrell as a host. So, I don't know if he existed he in that baby, baby demon form. Huh? Did he kill a baby and take on their body? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe we'll learn that in the next few chapters. We'll see. Oh. But here, Wormtail is saying this this uh new kind of like magic he says bone of the father unknowingly given you will renew your son and then he took the uh, bone from his father he goes flesh of the servant what willingly given you will revive your master Wait, he took a bone from the grave of his mm -hmm. of, of his father, oh i right? missed that somehow mm -hmm. <laughs> that's why they were uh, yeah at that graveyard even to begin with and then 
Blood of the enemy forcibly taken, you will resurrect your foe. Have you seen this kind of magic? Have we seen anything like this in these these books? Is this kind of just like potion brewing? Is this just more like ancient magic? What do you think that this is? Seems like a potion. Mm. Yeah, they put them in a cauldron. class. Yeah. But like but a like, potion bath. Yeah. Like this is pretty intense. A full marinate the guy in a potion. <laughs> I don't know. This feels like something we haven't seen maybe. Mm. It's some form of a potion. Yeah, I guess you're right. It is some With form some of one. Stronger spell. Yeah, oh yeah, because they use cauldrons in potion class. They're just smaller. Yeah. Is Snape teaching this in uh, potions in seventh year? <laughs> <laughs> How to resurrect someone. Hmm. But he's not being res. That's why, like, restored to-, to power. Yeah. Oh, is that what it means? Well, restoring I don't know. You- to power. Because I'm like, Maybe. it's not like they're putting bones in there and it turns into a human. Yeah, it's kind of true. Like it's he's. <laughs> A being. Yeah. And then he I just guess he just turns. has his power restored. So you might be right. Maybe whenever they do kill, he has somewhat of his power restored. But Voldemort in the first three books has always just been seeking a way to have his power restored back to him. He's a weak half life right now. Um, and with Coral, he was trying to get it back through the Sorcerer's Stone, the Chamber of Secrets. He was trying to get it back through the diary. And um, Prisoner Basketball is different. But um, in this one, he's accomplishes it through this potion so there's different ways i guess you can restore your power and like kind of resurrect um or maybe not resurrect but just restore your power i guess so huh i don't know just don't get how he would like what he turned into when he put a spell you try to kill harry what did he turn into dust and then it just came together like i just that's what i'm struggling with which we didn't get an answer yet, yeah. but whatever. Mm. Oh, like what form was he in? Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand that either. And then a part of me was like, was that Harry as a baby? And he like somehow like flipped huh. like bodies was like <laughs> yes, Voldemort baby was wild. baby Harry. And then, but then I was like, oh, it doesn't really, <laughs> I don't know. And you guys didn't think that he was going to come back this early, right? We talked no. about that in, very, in the very beginning, but... And not such a curveball out of nowhere. In the middle of the Triwizard Tournament, they yep. just finished and... Because this is a line. This is a chilling paragraph. But then, through the mist in front of him, he saw, with an icy surge of terror, the dark outline of a man, tall and skeletally thin, rising slowly from inside the cauldron. Robe me said the high, cold voice from behind the steam. And Wormtail, sobbing and moaning, still cradling his mutilated arm, scrambled to pick up the black robes from the ground. He got to his feet, reached up, and pulled them over. Uh, pulled them one-handed over his master's head. The thin man stepped out of the cauldron, staring at Harry. And Harry stepped back, uh, stared back into the face that had haunted his nightmares for three years. Whiter than a skull, with wide, livid scarlet eyes and a nose that was flat as a snake with slits for nostrils. Lord Voldemort had risen again. What an Yikes. end to a chapter. Oh my gosh. I still remember reading, for the, reading this for the first time being like, there's no way he's back. There's no way this is happening already. Like, this is too early. Like, they should bring him back in the sixth or seventh one. This is crazy. And just like reading that, you get chills. 
I remember first time reading mm. it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. What do you guys think of this whole chapter, though? I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why there's such suspense, because we don't know. I yeah. know. Harry's still trapped out there. I'm also wondering if anyone else knew where the riddles lived. Um, and this is a good reason why you should be teaching the dark arts to everyone, even at Hogwarts, because I feel like if this potion was known by enough of the good guys, they would have launched a full-scale search for Tom Riddle's bones, knowing that it would be a key ingredient in Voldemort yeah. coming back. That would be like, hmm. we got to get rid of those bones because this is, we got to close every avenue Voldemort has of rising back to power. So bone of the father, let's get rid of those bones. Mm -hmm. But maybe they just never knew. Maybe they did search for a long, long time. Or maybe this is just like, there. maybe there is truly some magic that is like, even the Ministry of Magic doesn't touch and control, mm. which would be wrong maybe. Um, yeah, but they wouldn't know about it. Yeah, maybe some spells yeah. really are like secret, like yeah. oh. someone learned them and they're really dark and Voldemort keeps this in his back pocket. Yeah. It's not published in books, you know? Yeah. Um, The bleeding stump of his arm. Where did he cut his arm off? Like wrist? Yeah. yeah. Shoulder? It seemed wrist, like it was uh, wrist, more than that. Yeah, yeah. But well, the way he explains it, a stub of an arm. I'm thinking this is your forearm, like your wrist. So stub, stubby wrist, not a stubby <laughs> arm. I'm thinking it was like here. Man, he could have. I thought it was like an elbow. I read that and I was like, where did that happen? And I went back and I was like, why am I going back to read this? <laughs> That's it's gross. It also feels like a little excessive. You yeah. already lost a finger. Just Flesh. give another finger. I know, seriously. Yeah. Cut your pinky off, of whatever it is. Little, you know, if it, Voldemort's like, better safe than sorry. We'll lob your whole hand off. I know. It's gross. Any other notes in this chapter? Any Anything else that intrigued you? Well, I feel like this oh. just makes me think that Bagman is the one who was bad this whole time because he wanted Harry to go through this port key and that's why he needed Harry to win the whole thing. Hmm. Hmm. Um, and then it also, I'm just thinking now about... Um, Voldemort needed could have used any wizard and I think this is what he was referencing with Wormtail back at the yeah. beginning but like he needs the enemy is any wizard the enemy Probably. or like Harry is the ultimate enemy so it right did this affect how much power he was restored with mm. or could it have been anyone who works for the ministry or um, Fudge or Dumbledore or someone else I don't know could it be any any old kid, a child from any family of wizards? I think that was answered. I yeah. Think early on, remember when they were like, can we just use Bertha Jorkins or can we just yeah, use Yeah, yeah. And, and Voldemort said like, yes, kind of. But yeah. But I want it to be Harry. Yeah, yeah. It seems odd. Yeah. So uh, so personal. Yeah, for sure. Do you like think he that cared more about that than rising to power? Because he could have risen to power with Bertha. Yeah. Do you think that he was wise to do this? To take the blood from his ultimate enemy? Or hmm. like would he have come back with less power if he took Bertha's? Voldemort just becomes an intense gossip. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I feel like it was just to get back at Harry. Mm. Maybe. Like personal vendetta. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it's very public. I mean, of all the people, if you're trying to make a show of it, like for the same showy theatrics of putting the dark markup at the World Cup, mm. it feels like this is similar. It's such like a good time to throw a wrench in things. And then everyone's wondering, where did they just go? Mm. Um, and for it to be Harry, it would send uh, send a message to the people. I can get to Harry Potter, the one you've been trying yeah, to protect. For sure. So there, there might be value in that. Yep. That makes me go, oh, if you're done with that, I was going to go off a different. Um, so we were talking about the port key and I was just so annoyed. I'm like, how do they not check everything mm. in the mm-hmm. tournament? Like they were checking Harry's firebolt for any like, you know, stuff, dark stuff on it. And they don't check the cup. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, where are the, or is it, it is a cup, right? Or a trophy? No, it was a cup. Like a cup, yeah. Um, and at first I forgot that the port key goes with you because I was like, why don't they just like touch it again? And whoever like touches it after will go to where they are. But they can't do that, right? It disappeared with Harry and Cedric. Yeah. Yep. So the cup port is sitting goes with you, yeah. at the Riddles graveyard with Harry and. Mm-hmm. Dedricks. And then I'm thinking. <laughs> Dedrick? Oh, oh my my God. God. I take it back. <laughs> I take oh. it back. Oh. I'm just deflecting with humor because it's too hard to face <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've never heard that before. I love that. Also, that's intensely sad. Yeah, that's too sad. But you that's love it. You should love <laughs> It's depressing. So. Crockpot. Dedrick. I said it's, it's depressing. Depressing stuff. Oh, stuff yeah. right on my alley. <laughs> but I guess the ultimate question in this chapter maybe is who did, who made the cup of porky? Yeah. Well, that, well, I sent it in the chat. Like my whole th- mm-hmm. like new theory thing was which I'm not sure I believe it anymore, but I'm still going to say it. I was thinking that I remember Mad-Eye Moody was like checking Snape's office and mm-hmm. in one of the chapters it said that um, Mad-Eye Moody found something there, but it was okay. Like, yep. you know, I checked it out, whatever. So then I'm thinking, was Snape the one that was holding the cup for the championship and did a spell on his in his office so no one would be able to get to the cup and mm-hmm. it was just safe there because they had already checked it and it's safe and then crouch comes in to get the cup and do something with the cup and which is maybe why crouch was in snape's office what else did i say is crouch moody right now and where is the real Moody? Well, the real Mad-Eye Moody will <laughs> stand up. <laughs> wow. Nice. <laughs> the references. <laughs> Cracked himself up with that one. <laughs> <laughs> what, I can't laugh at my own jokes? Come of course on. you can. I laugh at all my own jokes. <laughs> Come on, give me a little laugh track here. <laughs> I guess that is the question that we are going to answer though is who made this a port key who is the most devoted servant to Lord Voldemort what really is going on and hopefully those questions will be answered in the next few chapters we'll see so annoying yeah it's so weird not a lot of answers yeah I feel like there's still the same people Crumb, Bagman, Crouch Crumb, Bagman, Crouch Mad-Eye Moody Crouch. You're still thinking 
They're one and the same now? Honestly, wait, what? <laughs> Moody and uh, <laughs> Crouch. No, I don't. I feel like it flip flops. I don't know. <laughs> I my theory has little holes in it, but yeah, because I'm just trying to place all the all the people looking back. Like, where was the cup, and who would have made mm-hmm. it a port key? How long was it a port key? Because if that was all happening in Snape's office that night when Harry was stuck in the step, wouldn't someone have like rechecked everything? Because Snape knew someone went in his office, so was Snape the one who made it a port key? Um, if it wasn't Snape, like, wouldn't Snape have gone to Dumbledore and said, yeah, someone broke into my office. Yeah, we, but, we've got to, like, reset everything now. Well, maybe, but it also could have been, like, he took stuff for the polyjuice, right? So, like, oh, he's, they stole oh, yeah, right. other things just about and, like, polyjuice. the yeah. cup is there. Hmm. We'll find out shortly. We'll find out as we leave and you guys can keep reading. Yeah. <laughs> but quick, give us our house cup winner. Oh. Cedric. Cedric. Yeah. So true. Mm-hmm. To Cedric. <laughs> to Cedric. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite moment in these chapters? <sighs> There's no good moments. Yeah. Well, when Cedric and Harry, I guess, yeah, I walked to yeah. the cup together. But they only knew. There was a moment that made me think of you, Kristen, with um, when Harry, they were eating lunch and just having such a good time that like he forgot about the third task. Yes. <laughs> you eat, you eat a lot of Because I'm always eating. <laughs> no, because your favorite moment was when they were at the Weasleys and no one was talking and Harry was having oh. such a good time that like oh, yeah. they were just hanging out together. And I'm oh, like, Harry had the right. same kind of feeling in that moment. He was at Hogwarts mm. and all these people that he loved was around him and he was sharing this moment that he forgot himself about the third task which is wild i'm glad you said that Beautiful that's mine gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Thank you. danny your favorite moment is gonna be this dog <laughs> i can predict what you're yeah, gonna by the end, you're like you don't even need to talk guys yeah. I got this. Yeah. Moment, moment, moment. i'll soon get there um i did love the moment too mrs weasley and bill surprising harry that was a really really beautiful yeah. moment love yeah. that because they were his family it's yes. just so great yeah and just the thrill that Mrs. Weasley got for that. He walks in completely surprised. He looks around the room, sees everyone all everyone else, and then Mrs. Weasley just smothers him in a hug. Um But yeah, I think my favorite moment is at the end with Cedric. Um shows humility. A true Hufflepuff. A true Hogwarts champion. Mm-hmm. To Cedric. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us on our journey of Harry Potter and the first time readers. We have um, Calvin in this. He just said the director, Mike Newell. He said, this is the book. This is the story that you realize it's not a story about life. It's a story about death. Oh, Calvin. Nice. Great quote. Uh, oh, I was going to say good versus evil. Yeah, it is 100% good versus evil. That is like one of the biggest bylines of the whole story. Oh, okay. Not an original thought. <laughs> not everything you say has to be original. Just like, dang it. They've already come up with the good versus no, evil. No, I already thing. knew that. <laughs> the most common trope. <laughs> that was great. <laughs>